ID rolling through for the next two. Got a special show for the ID series. Got DJ Tyler Mump sat down with her and had a chat about seeing Belfast and how she got into music. And I got a special guest mix from Dubstance as well. Some 140 business six show. But um, yeah, hope you're all well and stay locked.
Big up Dove Suits, hope you're well mate. Enjoying the dog walk.
track underneath is by Jay Carter called Eva Stone on the faux poly imprint. Big tune.
This is the second instalment of the ID series, and this week we've got DJ Time of the Month sitting down with me to chat about her music, her DJing career, and the scene in Belfast and what it can offer. And yes, I'd just like to say thanks so much for sitting down with me and um, taking your time out of your day to have a chat with me. So I really appreciate it. No, um, thanks for asking. Um, so yeah, just like how um, how long have you been DJing for? I've looked on your um, resident advising, it was about four years now. Have you been, was it sort of like that serious or? Yeah, or... so it's actually funny. Um, just You kind of got me thinking about like, when did I start? But I guess officially it would be like 2018. So it's probably about, about four and a half years. Obviously, kind of some of that was like COVID, you know, so it wasn't, there wasn't as much plan out yeah. <laughs> in the clubs as you can imagine. But yeah, roughly about four and a half years. Nice. What was sort of like um, your early influence as an artist? Like, who did you look up to? And sort of, was there like a scene that you were a part of that sort of like made you want to just say like, that's what I want to do? Or like, um, I don't know, what was there like particular tunes or anything like that that you kind of really just went like that? That was like the click in your head and you went, right, I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, great question. So I guess it all kind of would have kicked off. Like I've always, I've always loved music. Like was always one of those kind of kids that would just, you know, headphones on all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I moved to Belfast uh, when I was 18. So like kind of nearly 11 years ago. And there was like kind of a really kind of thriving underground, underground kind of dance scene in Belfast. And I guess I kind of had a taste of that. And um, it's like Twitch. Um, I guess it would be like Shine, it was like, like lots of like local independent quarters and some like really good kind of local DJs like Bobby Analog and Tim Stewart and Marion Hawks and that kind of gave me like that really gave me like a opportunity where I was like like what is this like this community you know it just kind of it was a real sense of belonging there you know kind of know where you go somewhere and you're like these are my people yeah yeah totally yeah yeah it's like the first kind of like you know, the first proper rave I went to when I was like maybe 20 I was like these, these are my people, like this is mm-hmm. this is what I'm meant to be. Nice. And I think just from there, um, I met a lot of my friends through the scene. Um, I guess I wanted to DJ for a long time, but um, I didn't really have access to equipment and I just didn't really, I was like, like how do you even begin, you know? Because mm-hmm. there's, I guess, just with women in STEM in general, like with more technology, there's a kind of a bit of a gap there in terms yeah. of, you know, how we socialize and even in school and like the subjects that we go on, you know, studying at university. So I wouldn't have said that I was naturally someone who was very adept at technology. Mm-hmm. So I kind of thought, oh, you know, I'll never be able to do this. Mm-hmm. But um, Marion Hawks um, and Claire Hall, they were running like a female and sort of non-binary DJ workshop back in like, 2018 um, and I went to one of their classes and it was the first time I'd ever been able to actually like access equipment. Yeah, yeah. And it was just kind of something clicked and I was like, yeah, like this is, this is, this is it. Like, you know, I really, I really sort of vibe this. Um, got some like, you know, cheap, um, cheap decks for plugging into like, you know, laptop and mm-hmm. kind of went from there and just kind of worked, worked my way up. Yeah, yeah, no. Are you still part of that organisation that you sort of went, that brought you through and sort of got you the, you the support and stuff like that? Do you... Um, do you so, listen? they were, it was like a one-off thing. Oh, right. So, Marion Marian has a, she's actually got a record um, shop in kind of the east of the city and she has like a monthly queer night, like it's called Pony Pop, where her and other DJ Pony, they kind of have their monthly night and she would DJ a lot. But it was kind of like almost a one-off session that kind of happened and so that was it. So I'm really thankful in the sense that, you know, that definitely was my gateway, but it would, it, I guess it would be great if, if there was something like that that could help more 
you know, more women, so more non-binary yeah. people. Is there, is the, do you feel supported within the scene of Belfast and do you sort of see it like the female and people who identify as non-binary and uh, the LGBTQ plus community, do you think that's like quite a good support system within Belfast and do you see it growing or? Um, I definitely think, you know, there is more visibility and it's getting better than kind of, you know, what it used to be. There are still challenges. I think part of that is just because, you know, Belfast is quite, it's quite a small city. So, you know, and there's, 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 there's not, there's quite a kind of a bit of a venue crisis going on, going on at the moment. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes it difficult for everyone to have a slice of the pie at times, yeah. but also there is an amazing community in Belfast and there always has been. So I think, you know, what people do here, about like things going on, or like you know, what people kind of feel, if they feel like you're doing something different, there is support there, but sometimes it's just actually getting getting really unknown. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, totally. Getting word out there, but generally it's not too bad. But I think I think Belfast, like any city, probably experiences the same challenges for for women and for queer people entering the scene. You know, they're just they're just more barriers to entry, and that's yeah, the yeah. same with women working in tech and in different industries. But you know, but but I think I think you know, things are really opening up, and like I've had a really good year of having local promoters kind of invite me along. So things are getting better, and I think the more visibility there is, and the more people see, you know, see different on on stages, I think it's going to get better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, the, yeah, definitely having having a more diverse diverse set of entertainers as it were kind of thing is like crucial I feel and there's like you've got um, EQ50 and there's Dynamics as well which in the UK which they predominantly sort of like really spearheading a movement in the UK where it's for women and people identify as non-binary and the queer so sort of um, uh, community as well and you can just see like what they're doing like obviously like near archives was part of the EQ50 um, mentoring scheme and things like that and just like what they're doing is yeah it's pretty um, yeah it's pretty cool so yeah, um, what sort of uh, sets do you sort of like kind of like to play? Like how do you sort of start? Do you like plan your gigs much or what do you sort of like tend to go for? Do you like kind of work it on who your promoter is that you're working with? Or I don't know, do you just sort of like stamp, have your singular identity in each place that you play? Or do you like tend to, do you like try and change it a little bit? Change it up every now and then? It's a good question. Mm. Also what I kind of find difficult to answer. So. It, it depends on where I'm playing. I think I, I definitely have a signature kind of sound. Like, you know, people will kind of refer to me as being a bit of like a party starter. Like I'm definitely a party DJ and I kind of, I've always identified as being a party DJ. So it's a lot of like high energy stuff. And mm-hmm. um, I'm kind of, you know, spanned lots of genres, but it also depends on the crowd, you know, like, Say if you're playing, I played a Pride this year, so obviously you can kind of play, you know, might incorporate a little bit more kind of pop culture into something like that. Mm. Um, for example, maybe you know, I'm you know, supporting a kind of a techno act in March, hasn't been announced yet, but that might be something that I can maybe tie on a little bit more because I kind of want, want to compliment what one of the acts doing. But yeah, yeah, sweet. I think sometimes as well, just show up in the night, you might have an idea in your head of, oh, I think I'm going to do this kind of set. Yeah. Then the crowd, crowd are just like, and you're like, okay, no, I think they're going to be really responsive to this. And then you kind of adapt it to. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I've, I've been there quite a few times where you're just like, oh, this this, this will work. And then, and then it's flat and you're like, oh, <laughs> okay, I need to change this very quickly because this 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 isn't what this isn't going down very well. But um, yeah, it's just like, is there any sort of like tracks at the moment that are really sort of standing out to you? Um, that And sort of like what 
what what does like them as tracks like what do they do for you and what do you kind of look out for to sort of like say like i'm going to include these in my sets and like what i don't know you as an artist like really identify with and it's um yeah what what were you sort of like vibing with at the moment um so <laughs> i've uh, i've been kind of dipping my toes back in like techno recently i kind of i think i i guess i would have like really started with techno like what i just guess 10 years ago or longer and I feel like in the last couple of years, I've maybe kind of fell in love a bit more with it. But I don't know if that's just because it can be harder to find really good techno. Sometimes it can feel like quite bland. Um, but I've kind of been enjoying like, you know, different back ends of people like Anthony Naples and um, Rosa Trenzi. Mm-hmm. Um, on the spot, then, yeah, a little, a little bit kind of like heavier stuff. And also, um, I've, been watching that we um well chicken deal on Disney, which is like like looking at like the you know the TV shows like based on like the real story of like chicken deals, uh-huh. but it's definitely late seventies and the early eighties. So it's definitely got like got more of that type of like classic disco as well. It's the soundtrack to the show. I'm like, oh like these songs are just great. Yeah, yeah, nice. There's um well I asked before the show to like pick three songs that you're into at the moment. Like can you tell us a bit about the first one? Yeah, so the first one is actually related to kind of the Chip and Dale's show. It's uh, more, 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 um, which is funny because I don't. Do you remember Rachel Stevens from S Club Seven? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I do. Yeah, I don't know how many she is. Yes, because like, the song I was like, I was like, oh, like you know, like I heard it again. I was like, I know this song, but also like this song feels like I've like I've heard it in a different format before. But it turns out like she covered it in like the early nineties. Oh, wow. But it's like a, a classic new seventies disco track. But um, and I realised as well the song also samples um, or not? No, it doesn't sample. And um, do you know the kind of the Lemmy Steal My Sunshine? No. It's like it's a it's a classic kind of nineties tune. You'll you'll kind of you'll know what yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's like a really really famous kind of nineties tune. But like they actually sample kind of like like a line from more more more. Uh-huh. You know, think you hear it, you're like, oh my god, did all did all music come from disco? Like all the music we have today has it all come from disco? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I think it's like. Yeah, no, it definitely does. Like, and you sort of, when I'm sort of going through my music library and obviously like trying to construct sets, and you sort of like, even with breaks and jungle, ba- uh, drum and bass and all the jungle and all that kind of stuff, and like you see like how the origins of hip hop and house and all this kind of thing, it is intrinsically linked to um, disco and funk and soul and all that kind of stuff. So it's just like, there, yeah, it's everywhere. And it's like, without it, I think we would have had a very different music scene to what we have today. We really would, yeah. Oh
You mentioned having references to queer culture, which I personally feel it's really important in dance music and it's deeply rooted in, as like dance music is, is deeply rooted in the gay community, you have like how Jungle and Drama Bass started with Heaven and Rage with Fabian Groove Rider and then like Frankie Knuckles and Larry Levan uh, in Chicago with, I think it was The Warehouse. Was it The Warehouse? Yeah. Um, and it's just like how, how do you sort of, do you, are you bringing those sort of, the, that heritage into your sets? Um, and then obviously like bringing the new ideas and the new sort of uh, queer movement that's going in in Belfast. Well, like how do you sort of like put that within your sets? Yeah, do you know what it is? I actually, it's kind of almost like a kind of reverse process in that I actually like discovered and realized that I was queer through music and through DJing because mm-hmm. my, my sense of always being very like filled with kind of like, there's like, you know, there's a lot of disco. There's a lot of like, there'll be kind of some of like 90s kind of, you know, 90s kind of pop, you know, there's kind of, you know, I'll play like some group hall with Kobe Bogan. It's always like my sense of always had that. Um, I think it's through that that I kind of realized I was like, oh, okay, actually, I'm not just an ally. You know, it wasn't just something I was like, oh, I'm not just an ally. Like being queer is like part of my identity and it's part of it's part of the music I play. And I think that's that's the kind of group, the sets that I love playing most is kind of the sets where like, you know, anything and any, everything goes. Like the crowd are really, you know, just pretty free and sort of, you know, uninhibited. And it doesn't matter what gender you are. It doesn't matter like what sexuality you are. Will, you know, what age you are, people mm-hmm. just feel good and the music and the energy is good. I think that's what I kind of really love about queer culture and queer culture. It's just that sense of being connected to one another, just through joyfulness and kind of all being there, just to give yourself up to the music. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's what it's all about. Like, it is just like you see how, um, like underground music has continually brought people together, and it's whether it's sort of anti racism and anti fascist movements and sort of pro queer and all this kind of stuff. And it is like important and like value to to the, the the queer community and stuff like that and it's something that obviously should be sort of seen and looked at and sort of always held in in regard i feel anyway um particularly how it's moving and it's, it is a really important aspect of the music um and do you see that is the scene is like growing well that the, the queer scene is growing in belfast quite a lot or do you sort of do you still see that there's it needs a bit more help sort of like getting along the way or are you, is it quite healthy at the moment I definitely think there's like there's more of an appetite for it than there would have been. Again, um, like like people like Pony Hawk who've been going, I think for about I think they've been going for about seven years now, mm-hmm. and like, they have a really like a really great space, and it's just like, kind of a really inclusive kind of like, really joyful experience. Again, though, I think due to the kind of the venue shortage that Belfast is experiencing as a whole, it does kind of make it harder. To, to kind of grow, kind of grow those nights, you know, because if, if there's one kind of popular venue and most people want to go there, mm-hmm. if, if you're not in that venue, it does make it more difficult to continue to draw a crowd. But I think there, I think there is a real appetite for kind of more queer inclusive nights with kind of you know more queer queer um, DJs and performers. And I think it's something that's something that we got to continue to grow. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but also, there's the the second track. Um, would you like to explain what it is and sort of what it's about and why you picked it? Yeah, so this track is, I think this is a track I'm going to say, it's like really, uh, really sparked my kind of love of, of techno again. Rick Hendel will say, I've always loved techno, but like I say, sometimes it feels like there's kind of like a sea of sameness out there. 
Mm-hmm. And, and this is just the type of, the type of techno that like, it makes you feel something, you know, like you hear it and you're like, oh my God, like I'm alive, you know, mm-hmm. the world is good. I think as well, there's kind of a, quite like a nice kind of Middle Eastern kind of vibe to the, to the track. Um, yeah, I just think it's just pure euphoric, you know, just mind moving techno. That's, yeah. kind of, that's all really I can say about it.
do you see the future of Belfast scene going? Um, and I know that you are you DJ at Laveries and sort of where do you see that as your future? Are you trying to expand that as sort of like more of like uh, where people definitely go to see you and as you sort of like just do the odd pop-up events every now and then and you do because you have your monthly, uh, is it DJ time of the month presents? Yes, yeah, I do. Yeah, so yeah, I've been kind of thinking about that because um, we kind of had like a nice little run from kind of September until kind of Christmas time there. Um, taking taking January and February off, I'm going to do a kind of collab party in March. But I think it might be something I actually maybe do on like kind of less a less regular basis. Maybe kind of you know four like four or five times a year, close to it each month. I think I kind of realised that it's kind of hard to keep the momentum going for each month. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I think I would kind of you know, rather have that type of thing that like when you do it, like you really do it, and there's like a really good crowd, and you know it's kind of something quite special. I think even for me. It keeps the music fresh for me because when you're DJing quite a lot, sometimes you kind of like you can fall in love with the music a little bit because it you know it becomes kind of it becomes quite repetitive. So yeah, I, yeah, want yeah. That, I want to keep that freshness because when the music feels fresh and it's me, then I think it feels even fresh for people that are actually listening. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, well, yeah, and maybe open as well too. It's like currently in Marbury's, but I think maybe open to try and to maybe some different venues as well. I kind of seeing you know, seeing how it works, because sometimes it's just nice to kind of change the variables up and kind of see what influence that has in the overall life. Would you try and uh, take your event outside Belfast as well? Would you like to see that, you see it go further afield or? I definitely, I definitely wouldn't say no. Um, you know, like, I, I would be like very open to it. Just, I guess if there's an appetite there, then I'm like, yeah, like more people, you know, for me, DJing is a very like, it's a very human-centric thing. I kind of DJ, other people if that makes sense because I just really love sharing this I love with other people mm-hmm. so if I get to if I get to share with more people in different places then I'm like yeah that, that, that's a win for me yeah yeah perfect I mean it's like as a as an artist um you're saying obviously DJing for four years do you see yourself getting into the production side of things or is it something that you would you would be interested in doing or are you just trying to like focus your craft as a DJ and really sort of like get it further into I don't know, like trying to just really push yourself as an artist in that way, or like, is there any other avenues that you want to do as well that you can see where this, where the where the music can take you, basically? But um, yeah, actually, um, like funny you can ask that because um, sort of in the last few months, I've just kind of started like doing like collaboration, sort of production with my partner. And oh, um, yeah, uh, it's it's not it's not something I want to like you know really actively kind of thought about or like even want to pursue, but you know I would maybe have ideas in my head sometimes, kind of, like ideas for like. Yeah, that would be really cool. But you know, he was like, "Why don't we just actually try and try and do that together?" So we kind of doing a little bits and pieces together. Yeah, so yeah, I'm hoping maybe maybe this year there might be a track or two come out. Yeah, yeah, sweet. Well, at one of your parties as well, you'll be able to showcase it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Is um, there? Oh, sorry. sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to ask is like, what sort of um for your uh, DJ time of month presents? Is there any sort of like names that you'd like to bring over? Um, that sort of Belfast doesn't necessarily get? Could you sort of, is there anyone that you could sort of see coming into the scene? Oh, I, I definitely have like my magic list of people that like would love to bring over. Um, I, uh, you know Ace Moma? No, I don't know, sorry. So, so they, no, no, it's fine. Then Ace Moma, these, these two, they're both, they're both kind of produce, um, you know, separately and then they come together. So it's um, Ace Mo uh, and then Moma Ready. 
so that both producers are right that it can collab together yeah. like like the Vietnamese um not the fortunate can see them like earlier in the year and then um, last year sorry in Barcelona mm-hmm. we'll do like a deep analyze set um you know when you're just like I am I am in the presence of just pure like you know you know unfiltered genius like mm-hmm. I would I would I would love to be the person to just bring them over the past Oh. But it, it can be hard sometimes though because we're kind of a small city. You're not always guaranteed that you're maybe going to get the crowds for kind of the maybe the the more niche acts because I think sometimes you know you kind of have to you have to really pack out a venue. So it could be that maybe it would work better in Dublin than it would work here. But there are definitely people that I'm like I, if, if given the opportunity and things are right, I would love to bring them over. Yeah, you know, cool. Well, I hope obviously, yeah, your night will be able to sort of like grow and expand and start to get those names in and sources you can sort of craft your way into the scene and sort of like, seems like Bel- like, um, yeah, Belfast is a place that is going to continually grow and obviously sort of like be a place where, um, yeah, people go and check out and stuff like that. So, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for like sitting down and, um, yeah, just the last track that you picked out or like, what what is it? And like, just to finish off the interview with it, so just like sign out with it. Yeah, um, so this last track is, it's one of those tracks where, you know, sometimes you can have a thought, you're like, oh, there's no new music anymore. Like, all, all the music in the world is being created. And, you know, it's just kind of like regurgitations and kind of, you know, reworks of stuff that's been there before. Mm-hmm. But then this track was one of those tracks that you're like, no, 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 there is new music. Like, this is proof that there is new music. And um, it's the, by Jockstra. And it was kind of one of the last last tracks in their album from last year. And um, the album was called um, "I Love You, Jennifer B." And a lot of the stuff was kind of quite like kind of quite ambient. Some of it was a bit experimental, but this this track just like blew my mind. Um, yeah, it, it's just it's just so different and so fresh, and it just kind of yeah, it just really really filled me with a sense of okay, there's you know there's stuff being created out there, and it's brand new, and you know. It's an exciting place. Sweet. All right, well, yeah, sign out with it. But yeah, thanks so much for sitting down with me and doing the interview. It was really nice to talk to you. Yeah, you too. Yeah, nice actually, because obviously I've heard so much of it. <laughs> heard so much about you, so it's nice to, okay. nice
time of the month for the interview with me just gonna play a couple of tunes and then we'll get into the guest mix from dubstance it's a big mix Stop saying um so much as well.
Big up pork chop sandwich. Hope you well, mate. Got Oh, 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 
flake when you're boring How many times did I show the finesse and I'm forcing Flooded the ends, then I brought more in Before the music thing I was touring Battles on battles, man I put more in Run man down for endorphins When we do dirt no recording Mums won't stop when I sun put down in the morning Left earth, soul started me walking Big dick ching man I warned him Click click rap man I warned him Online cloud won't make you important Big dick ching man I warned him Might wanna watch you talking Jasmine on the way to IKEA. Have a good day. Can we get some dime bar, please?
everyone for staying locked in today's show back in two weeks have a good one Thank you. 
underneath Tiger Kung Fu you can grab on Dubson's uh, Bandcamp go check him out sick artist sick DJ everyone. 